Hello, and thank you for listening to Bit Party, a show where we take minor details from popular movies and use them to create ideas for new movies that we then sell to Hollywood for $4 million. This week, the Cotter Boys find their super suits. This is Iron Man. And welcome to the last episode of season one of Bit Party. My name is Brendan Cotta. My name is Jared Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Happy New, New Year. Year. New, New Year. Year 2018. New us. New no. Year, same Bit Party. <laughs> <laughs> Except it won't be there for a while because this is the last episode of season one until we come back in, in a few summer. months. Yeah, in the summer with some more episodes. Uh, I hope you guys all had a great New Year's Eve. I know oh, I yeah. was personally sick in bed. So <laughs> sorry to hear that. No, no, it was nice. It was it was great. I was shivering uncontrollably and uh, and I my fever was running so high that I was hallucinating terrifying <laughs> things all around me. But what did you guys do? Oh pretty much the same. Yeah. Just not sick. You were hallucinating. Extremely <laughs> drunk. You were extremely drunk with mom and dad. Yep. Nice. No, Marshall, you too. No. Gotcha. No. 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 I was. Did you have a fun? I was the DD. You were you the, the DD, Marsh. Where were yeah. you guys? Yeah. We were at home. <laughs> <laughs> um. What have you guys been watching lately? Uh, I finished Breaking Bad. And I started, no way. Yeah, I started and finished Breaking Bad. I loved it. It was really good. And uh, it actually came into my mind when I was thinking about my movie idea for this episode. Nice. And uh, and now I started Better Call Saul. So kind of the... I remember earlier in the season, yeah. we, we kind of teased you about that. Yeah, I know. I remember. I wow, that's great. I watched Breaking Bad and now I'm back. And it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> really comes full circle this season yeah. for Landis. Wow, Landis, yeah. you've had a real character arc. Uh, Marshall, what have you? What have you been watching? Actually, I haven't really found anything uh, new that I'm into. So, if you guys have suggestions, uh, I'd be happy to take them because I need oh, I need new different. material to watch. So, oh, there yeah. are new black uh, mirrors. That's true. That's true. Oh yeah, I have been watching a couple. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see what else is there. Um, um, I just started. This leads in nicely to to my recent watches, which is Peaky Blinders. I'm watching the fourth season of Peaky Blinders. So if you haven't seen that, oh, then yeah, that's nice. a great series. And it's does four it stay se- pretty four seasons in? Does it stay well, pretty good to the fourth season? I just watched for episode. Or I just watched the first episode of the fourth season. Oh, okay. Um, and it's great. It's still great. Very nice. It's awesome. Nice. So that's what I've been watching, Marshall. You should uh, jump on there in the in our time off during our off season. Brandon, uh, what, did, what have you been watching? So uh, I'm actually really excited about this one because I've always had trouble sleeping. That's just been a thing for me. Um, right. So what I've been doing to help is I've been watching a lot of uh, Bob Ross's Joy of Painting right before oh, bed. And that gets me... <laughs> 
so right. 20, 25 minutes, and I'm out. Like, nice. Just, yeah. It's very relaxing. I love it. He, that man was a treasure. <laughs> it's so much fun. He's so great. Well, guys, it's it's the end of the first season, and it's been a great season. I wish we could do a highlight reel of all of our best moments, but there were none. Um, <laughs> Zing. A lot of, uh, we watched we watched a, a high budget action movie, uh, superhero movie for our season finale because. I didn't want to drift too far away from sort of the mainstream media. I think that we've done some movies this season that are a little bit more on the what's the, what's the word cult classic edge, or not even a that. Few. But <clears throat> some of them, yeah, and others that are sort of our personal favorites. Uh, we wanted to do something that was more more accessible uh, and that what that more people have seen. So, Marshall, why don't you tell us what we watched this this week? This time, we watched Iron Man. That's right. We watched Iron Man, the first Iron Man, and also... The first Iron Man. The first of the Marvel Universe. Was it Marvel Studios, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Universe. It's the first of the Marvel Studios movies that is the precursor to the entire Avengers coming together. It's a franchise that we all know and love. And uh, that has become wildly yeah. popular. Um, yeah, I don't know about reason, you guys, but I was, I was pretty aware as I was watching of like this is going to start a huge journey for Bit Party because this is the very first one, and we have so many to go that are all really popular and really well, like really highly seen. Yeah, oh, yeah. At, at first I was sort of avoiding these more these more recent movies, um, but I, I think that it's actually kind of fun because uh, we've all seen them. Re- in the last few years, yeah, and uh, watching them again with the bit party glasses on <laughs> has been uh, has changed mm-hmm. has changed everything changed everything about yeah. the, the film. So it well, was and all the fun. characters, all the characters have such an established personality that you keep you keep being reminded of as each new movie comes out. Whereas something like The Ring, which was great, how many people haven't seen that or thought about it since it came out? This one, everybody knows all about Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Let's get into a very short synopsis. I don't want to take too much time as, as we've learned our lesson in the, as we've gone through this uh, season. Is we like to get to the, the most important part, which is our, our new pitches. That's what the people line up for. Mm-hmm. That's what makes so, us that money. That's what makes the money. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you guys with a uh, with like a little uh, little little summary here. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited yeah, okay. for it. Excited to see what you yeah, put together yeah. for us. No problem. <laughs> so it starts off very abruptly with Tony Stark, a uh, defense contractor and owner of Stark Industries, driving through the the desert in Afghanistan. And the way that it starts is it starts with the with the IED blowing up the soldier caravan, but then it flashes back to when he's showing off this new missile system called the Jericho missiles. It's supposed to kill terrorists uh, really easily, but they realize that he is in that caravan, and the terrorists actually they they capture him. Yep. And in the in the ambush, they wound. Tony Stark very se- severely, 
there is bits and pieces of shrapnel that are headed towards his his heart. And he's very lucky because the terrorists have also captured the best doctor, apparently. Yep. And uh, and he becomes friends with this guy, and that guy's name is Yinsen. So this doctor Yinsen. Ha- basically builds the prototype for the 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 oh, shining right. chest piece. The little yeah, that shiny chest piece. Right, exactly. <laughs> so the leader of this terrorist group is a very greedy man, and instead of just murdering Tony Stark or asking for ransom, he uh, like a dignified professional. Like a real terrorist, he uses Tony Stark to help him build his own Jericho missiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Tony isn't really having that, and he decides instead to build a suit of armor, and he goes all Rambo on these terrorists, escapes. and he escapes. That's right, he escapes. Yes. So he gets back to he gets back to America after being picked up by his friend Terrence Howard. And he decides that he is no longer going to make weapons because he realizes that these weapons end up in the hands of the bad guys all the time, right? Right, So he has this, like, moment of clarity where when he's walking through the terrorist camp and he sees his own Stark industry equipment in their camp used to kill Americans. And he's not having that. No, it's kind of like a... A revelation moment for him because before that he's talking to a reporter and giving his kind of line about why what he does isn't as bad as it is made out to be by the media um, and it's kind of like his uh, PR spiel but once he sees kind of what that can do when it falls into the wrong hands he has an awakening that's correct and uh, at, at this at this press conference where he announces his move away from weapons and arms uh, his business partner Obadiah Stane tries to tries to kind of disrupt that new direction. Well, we find out later just why exactly he's so interested in keeping Stark Industries creating uh, creating weapons, and that's because he's dealing double dealing to the Americans and to the terrorists. It's a very important part, right? Right. Yeah. Well, he uses Jeff Bridges those... is committing light treason. The dude becomes a powerful businessman, a corrupt businessman. <laughs> so as it goes along, uh, Tony Stark, he, he builds a more sleek and powerful version of his other suit of armor, and he becomes the Iron Man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's wow. amazing. So he starts flying around, and he's, uh, he, he goes back to Afghanistan to save this little village. Uh, which I'm reading right now on Wikipedia, is it was Ginson's home village, Bren. You were right about that. Tony Stark is now Iron Man, and uh, Obadiah Stane is now very clearly the bad guy. He goes to mm-hmm. Afghanistan himself, and he collects the salvaged original Iron Man suit, and he reverse engineers that wreckage into a giant villain suit. He can't power it on his own. And um, there's one part that we all... I don't know if, if you other boys recognized the, the scientist that says, well, I'm not Tony Stark. But Brennan and I had to look it up, and uh, you, do you know who that is? No, who is it? That is Peter Billingsley, a.k.a. Ralphie. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. The yes. boy's an executive producer on the what? movie. Holy moly. Come full circle. Yep. 
He plays William the Meek Scientist, who gets yelled William. at by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Peter Billingsley plays playing not, not Tony Stark. Playing not Tony Stark, yeah. There are a so, lot of characters in this movie that play not Tony Stark, but I think he might be my favorite. That's true. The next thing that happens is there's a big fight scene. Or I would I should say that this is sort of the climax of the movie. This giant fight scene between Obadiah Stane's Iron Monster mm-hmm. and uh, Tony With Stark in his boots. Iron Man suit. Yeah. And, and, and keep in mind that, that Tony Stark is running on minimal power because Obadiah Stane just went and stole his uh, his other heart. Yeah, his other arc reactor. Bastard. And eventually, Tony Stark, he defeats him with the help of Pepper Potts. So after he defeats Obadiah Stane, he is approached by Agent Phil Coulson of S.H.I.E.L.D., who will become very important later on in the Marvel Universe and in the Avengers. Uh, And he then proceeds to go to a press conference where he is instructed to deny the fact that he is the Iron Man. Uh, but in one last classic Tony Stark egomaniac move, he admits to the fact <laughs> that he is a superhero, and everybody goes crazy. Yep. And uh, and then that's where we leave off. And then from there on, it's gonna get super super real. He's gonna meet all these other superheroes. I He's hope we see these characters again. Truth is. I am Iron Man. I think we all liked it, right? I mean, did anybody... Did anybody oh, it's a great a, movie. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I honestly think this might be might be my favorite movie that we've watched. Yeah, I have a place in my heart for superhero movies, and I thought that this one was really well done. This is definitely one of my favorite, too. Yeah. What was your favorite part, guys? My favorite part, I think, is when Tony Stark is flying along with the Air Force, and uh-huh. they have they have no idea what he is. And then uh, he's flying along with them, and then he goes supersonic, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Shake him cool off, scene. so, yeah. Brent, what was your favorite part? Um, I was a big fan of how uh, Jeff Bridges apparently had it in his contract that he has to be holding a glass of scotch in every scene. Uh, <laughs> that really spoke to me in the audience. Completely agree. Did you notice that? Like, did you see how he would just he would always walk was into he? a room and pour himself, yeah. immediately pour himself scotch? Uh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in every scene, I love that, <laughs> that he could play the piano. I was, that was so pretty excited cool. to see him play the piano. And what was on that piano? Scotch. A glass, a glass of scotch. scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that it took so long like, for people to realize that he was a bad guy. I mean, well, look at the way that he looked with his shaved head and his beard. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> Just look at him. It's terrifying. He's so menacing. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think that it is as good a time as any to get into our movie pitches now that we've gone over our summaries and some of our favorite parts, which I am pretty sure are going to be important to our uh, our ideas and our bit part characters. Uh, who wants to go first? I think I'd like to go first this time. I feel pretty confident in my idea. I don't need it to be the last one that you guys hear. All right. Is that all right? Go ahead. It's all fine right. with me. So my idea is, um, I feel like it's pretty poignant for our times. It'll really speak to uh, what's going on in the world right now. There seem to be a lot of borderline sexual harassment in this movie. 
that came out when uh, Tony Stark dances with his assistant Pepper Potts. Um, there's a scene after they have their little dance where they go out onto, uh, I think it's when they, they're talking on the balcony. And um, it's supposed to be romantic, but they're say- she, Pepper is saying things like, I'm uncomfortable that my coworkers saw me dancing with my boss and they all know that you're kind of like this renowned womanizer. And Tony's kind of like, no, it's fine. It was just a dance and it's a cute little back and forth. But really, she's right. She's absolutely right. That is not okay. So between that and the fact that they have a device that's described by Jeff Bridges as a short-term paralysis machine, I feel like the HR department in this company is always busy all the time. Um, So Uh, my movie is surrounding Beth, who works in Stark HR. And to be be clear, we never meet Beth in the actual movie. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's... You're inventing the character. We should say (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You're, invent- you're inventing this character, but but Stark Industry presumably has a, an HR department. It must, yeah. And it must get complaints all the time. So my idea for this movie is she's kind of a, a buttoned-up person. You know, she, she works in HR. She's very uh, guarded professionally. Uh-huh. But uh, deep down, and this is actually something that Jared and I talked about off, off the show, um, she's actually in love with Tony Stark. She loves uh, his chaotic oh. kind of nature. And the fact that she never gets any attention from him is really wearing on her. Um, so I think that outside of the office, you, or inside, she's Beth from HR. I think outside, she establishes this kind of alternate personality where she gets to uh, let her hair down a little bit in order to try and get his attention. I don't know. I don't think it works because he does end up with Pepper Potts. But what well, kind of would make sense to me if she actually became a villain. That's I think that's so cool, especially in like this uh, superhero universe. Um, <laughs> I think that's funny. Thank you. All right, so so an overworked HR woman becomes a, a villain in order to get Tony Stark's attention. Yes, that just okay. seems like a rom com. You're gonna make yeah, that it seems like a movie. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. half rom com, half 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 superhero movie. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Who wants to go next? Uh, I will. Okay. All right, Linus. So, uh, my character idea is the secondary antagonist, secondary to Obadiah. The his name is Raza. He's the leader of the terrorist organization. He. The big thing that I went off of is that he is insistent that he's a descendant of Genghis Khan. So, whoa! Uh, I didn't, I didn't I recognize didn't say that part. Uh, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. he said that. No. Oh yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, that's his whole thing. Like, he thinks he has a right to rule as a terrorist and stuff. His story is pretty uh, solid in Iron Man. That's how he dies and stuff. But there's no real history about him or backstory. So that was gonna be my uh, movie idea. And the reason why I said that Breaking Bad was kind of an inspiration was because I wanted to allow the audience to get attached to him, but then show crime doesn't pay and. You know, or terrorism doesn't stuff. pay. He came from humble beginnings in uh, Afghanistan and whatnot. So, I don't know. Make him a kind of likable character at the beginning, but then he uh, gets corrupted when he finds out about his ancestry and whatnot. Oh, I like that. I like that. Interesting. Good. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go next. So I'm going to pitch to you guys a an Academy Award-level drama about this poor town of Golmira. And you're Ooh. you're gonna remember it as the town that Yinsen, 
who was the doctor that saves Tony in the beginning and helps him build the first Iron Man suit. He is from that town. Also, we see that town again when the terrorists have used it, are starting to use it as a f- base. So mm-hmm. I wanted my movie to be about that time period between when Yinsen goes missing and when Tony Stark shows up again as Iron Man and saves the town. And nice. it'll be that, that section in the middle. It'll be a very serious drama about how they get by. Some of the people are inspired by Yensen, and they form little bands of militias to to defeat the terrorists that are in there. But ultimately, they are at their mercy until Tony Stark arrives with his incredible suit and saves them. Ah, <laughs> yes. And that's where I like that's where it'll end. I think that the main characters will be the those that little boy and his father. Yeah. And, uh, that is about to be interesting. Uh, murdered. They're about to be murdered. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's that. Excellent. That's a cool idea. I like that. And um, I think one thing I really like about it is that we didn't mention it as much when we first talked about Tony's kind of change of heart. But I think Jensen had a, a lot to do with that. Like he was talking yeah. about how a lot of people he... in his village suffer from the same condition Tony is. Also, like when uh, when he, I like this. My favorite scene is when he says, "I have to buy us some time," and he goes out and he starts firing the gun, but he won't fire it at the terrorists because he's a pacifist. I looked it up. I I, uh, I like that for the character, but I actually every time I watch this movie, I don't like that scene. It's like you're gonna die anyway. Why not just take some of them with you? Uh, <laughs> All right, so there's mine, Marshall. You're the last to go. Let's uh, let's get a let's get your movie pitch, and then go on to picking mine. <laughs> <laughs> want to just skip to that part? No, I want to hear your pitch. Okay, so my movie is gonna kind of be a Top Gun style movie. <laughs> my character is the pilot of one of the jets, uh, the jet that Tony Stark as Iron Man takes out the wing of. Those are the ones that are following him after he leaves Golmira, right? That's right. That's right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tony Stark would be um, helping them, uh, helping the army in the war. Um, And I think it'd be pretty cool to incorporate some of the other uh, Marvel characters, some of the other Avengers. Um, Nice. These are like the wingmen of the Avengers. Like every every Marvel movie has has a scene with with pilots in it. So you're saying these are the guys. Yeah. So it'd be like their training on how to fly alongside the superheroes, like Thor and yes. everybody. Like <laughs> Thor, oh, that's like cool, Iron doing like drills, because each one flies differently. That's good. Oh, that's that's a that's a really good pitch, Marsh. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> all right, I guess we're going to have to actually pick now. What are you guys thinking? I'm thinking mine. I really <laughs> like mine. <laughs> I liked Landis's and also Landis's. mine. <laughs> I vote for mine. No, I vote for Jared's. I'll vote for Jared's. The one thing that I really like about yours, Bren, is that it creates a new Marvel character. Uh huh. Whereas ours go, our other ones go kind of far from the purpose of the Marvel universe. Yours and Marshall's actually still incorporate superheroes. So I uh, guess. But we're we going to make a go. bit part movie on a bit part that doesn't exist. We did it with the Matrix. Yeah. But oh yeah. But that's why I'm saying the pitch is similar. 
Yeah, Brennan never right. actually looks for a character. He just invents his own <laughs> character. <laughs> All the characters are being used. <laughs> yeah, I think we should end on actual bit part characters. Okay. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Let's go with yours. So. Yes. Excellent. So I win again. Oh, sorry. No, just kidding. I don't win. I'm starting off 2018 right. I, I think I actually ended up with the least characters. No, oh, but that's wait. cool though. Congratulations! You're the first movie pitch yeah. of 2018. Yay! 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 I'm excited, and uh, don't it, fuck it up. It, it helps me. <laughs> oh, God. It helps me. It helps me feel a little bit better. I think if, if, if you guys weren't gonna pick it, I was gonna use the sick card uh, to to get my movie pitch <laughs> selected. Let's face it. This is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Guys, like I said when I pitched this movie, the the events are bookended by Jensen being captured, which of course sets up the saving and creation of Iron Man, and then Iron Man returning to the village to uh, to save them. So this is the section in between. Like I said, it's going to start with the capture of Jensen. That'll be a really highly dramatic scene um, because he's probably a much beloved Oh yeah. yeah, person in the village, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, very like, also wise guy, good doctor. Exactly, and we're also informed at some point in the in Tony Stark's escape that his family is killed. Right. Oh yeah. That's right. So that mm-hmm. first scene is going to be him oh, being captured, yeah. and then sure. his his son and his wife being murdered by the Ten Rings, which is the terrorist organization that Tony Stark um, is is captured by. This leads to... And then, of course, the Ten Rings are trying to keep this town as a, as a base camp because they can use the citizens there as human shields. Certainly, yep. that's something that terrorists do. And huh. in the process... Because they're being oppressed like that, the citizens, I think, should form a militia that is sort of the one of the catalysts to the rest of the of of the movie and and, oh, and sort of a an event through through the movie. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And I think the militia has has to be uh, secretive because if you're saying that they're, mm-hmm. you never know when the Ten Rings is going to show up to the village. Like they can't just see you doing. Uh, strategic maneuvers. Yeah, out in the that's open. correct. So I think that the actions of the militia should also have some negative impacts on the people of the city and the civilians there, because they become kind. Of, the Ten Rings kind of become clued into the fact that the the people in the town oh. are are also doing these uh, these acts of sabotage. So they them. start interrogation and whatnot. Yeah, and they're torturing people here. And yeah, there. of yeah. course. Yeah, you can't stop a militia that way. I was thinking for the the leader of the militia and one of the people in the the village, the main character in Mr. Robot, Rami Malek. We're trying Ooh, to find Yeah, nice. what do you think of that? I mean no no we need to find some, some Middle Eastern actors and actresses to play the roles in this film, which has kept on with our theme of, of diversity in uh in our films. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. You know, right, right. You've done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> We're covering everyone. Let's all give ourselves a pat. <laughs> Let's on the all give back. ourselves a pat on the back. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations, Bit Party. Round of applause. If you're listening, give us a round of applause. Um, so, anyways, Rami Malik, uh, he is running or leading this militia, and he is trying to also get the attention of the American soldiers that are based kind of nearby because he sees the the terrible things that are happening to his uh, to his people. Mm-hmm. And in the yep. and in the meantime, he's also seeing more and more Stark industry weapons coming to the to the village for the yeah. terror. And, and that's yeah, and that's giving him some. I think that's confusing to them because they know that's an American company, and and it and for whatever reason, it is feeding the terrorists. Uh-huh. So I think he is conflicted by the fact that he's seeing these American weapons in the hands of his of his enemies. I have a question. Um, how how is uh, Rami Malik's um, militia getting their weapons? Where is that coming from? Mm. Um, I was kind of thinking maybe they could be uh, like scavengers, since mm-hmm. they're in that hotbed. They go to places of conflict where conflicts have happened, and sure, par- partially at least steal them that way. That's a good idea. Well, I also yeah. think that because they're not a very large militia, they can't really, they're not really arming themselves so much to do combat oh, in, yeah. a, in a battle setting. More they're really like more sabotage. of a saboteur. Yeah, they're like saboteurs. Mm-hmm. One of the bit part characters from Iron Man that inspired this movie pitch were, was the father and son that are about to be killed right before Iron Man ends up in Golmira again. And I think and I, I have thinking, a casting suggestion for that. For the yeah, father, I think that they're going to be a, they're going to be important characters. So I think that we should have a, a major actor. Who do you think, Landis? Right. So last time in a Christmas story, I suggested Diego Luna. Uh-huh. Uh, so obviously, Rogue One is a great movie. Riz Ahmed, who was the turned uh, Imperial pilot, he played Bodhi oh, Bodhi yeah. Rook. Uh, oh. I think he should be the father. Nice. I liked him a lot. That's a good suggestion, Landis. I think that he would make a great Thank uh, you. father. I think that we would want to we would want to sort of follow the character arc of that family as well as they either try to uh, endure the torture and keep the militia uh, secretive. You know, that would be a good character arc to follow to see what happens to him. And and of course the. What I was thinking is that the conflict should be that in a last-ditch effort to get the attention of the American station nearby, the militia goes and runs a saboteur mission uh, to save them from an ambush. Um, oh. Oh. So I think that the Ten Rings are planning a an ambush on the American soldiers in the area. There's a caravan similar to the one that Tony Stark is attacked in. In order to get their attention, I think that the militia is going to attempt to save this caravan and and hope that the they can get the the favor of the U.S. military. Oh okay, yeah, so they know that they're going to be under attack. That's their big like mission. Yeah. Okay. And this is this is a sad part, but I think that spoiler alert: Rami Malek should should die in this battle. Before he can actually get to the Americans and, and ask for help. That's good, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Because that will set it up for the Americans not knowing what to do in that in that town uh-huh. and Iron Man needing to come and uh, save the people there. Yep. 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 Mm. He can maybe say something to the effect of, like, um, even though he's dying, he's hopeful that someone else will come and, like, rise up to the challenge of protecting this village. Oh, yeah, which, of course. Which, of course, is a red and, gre- uh, red and yellow metal man. Uh-huh. I think that they Not should had defeat. I think that they should defeat the ambush. They should prevent the ambush, but be yeah, killed in the succeed. process. And yep. uh, the Americans never know who it was or that they were even under attack. Yeah, it's a good idea. But in the end, as we all know, we've seen the scene. Iron Man shows up, and the town is saved. And then that that yeah. last scene is is Riz Ahmed holding his son, being grateful for Iron Man. Uh-huh. And yeah. having having the memory of Jensen. I think that it should maybe be like Jensen's nephew or something, some relation. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. There's no reason you know, why okay. it, it could yeah, be. Yeah. Especially because it's oh, a small yeah. village. Uh, definitely. Definitely they should be related. That's cool. That's so, do you want to incorporate it more into the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe? Is there any way that we could kind definitely. of give a nod? Yeah, no, I definitely would love to give a nod oh, to another do? Marvel superhero, but I, I can't think of oh. a character. Because I don't think that Captain America was unfroze yet. Thor can just kind of walk through the village. Just in the background? Fused. <laughs> <laughs> this Nordic man with a giant hammer. Oh, what about uh, in the beginning of the Avengers, we see um, that Bruce Banner is kind of trying to control his hulk self by helping out in an impoverished village in india could we make it a thing where like this village needs a doctor he wants to help out in these unfortunate areas um Mm. could he make a brief appearance oh that's that's interesting he could play the village doctor for a short time and then everybody's asleep and uh maybe they they start rolling in with some some large weapons and he goes hulk on them Beats their beats them up and then goes jumping off and ends up in India. <laughs> They've been the, the most confusing day in this what? village's history. Well, I mean, they've already <laughs> lost one doctor, happened? and then all all of a sudden he's gone too. Interesting. I don't know. Well, well it's something for the for yeah. the higher ups to consider, but I, I think <laughs> a nod to the Marvel universe is important. Um, I have something else that I kind of wanted to to bring up. Um, I feel like Rami Malek should be connected to Jensen in some way as kind of like a student mentor thing. Sure. But um, maybe there can be some inherent disagreements regarding the pacifism. Sure, that makes sense. I feel like that would make for an interesting character uh, development that he, Uh everything else he talks about, or everything else he loves about Jensen, he he misses him very much. Um, He was like a, a student of his. But the whole being living where they are and remaining a pacifist maybe doesn't sit so well with him, uh-huh. and that's why he's such an effective uh, person to start this militia. I like that. I think that's good. All right, guys, what are we going to call this movie? What about this? What about Yinsen's memory? Oh, that's a good. That's a good uh, Oscar bait title. Yeah, you think so? Saving Golmira. Ooh. Hey, that's actually pretty good. Saving Golmira? 
Saving bad. Gomir. That's bad, I guess. I like, uh, Saving Gomira. Or wait, saving what, was the, what was the first one? Remember Yinsen's memory? Yinsen's memory. Uh, I like, I like Saving like Gomira. Saving Gomira? Yeah. Alright, I think that that's what it's gonna be then. Cool. That'll bring them in. They want to know. It, it's like a war movie, a uh, spy movie. It's got all the all the flavors. Yeah. yeah. I want you to call for a press conference now. Call for a press conference? Yeah. Hogan, what on drive. earth for? Cheeseburger first. I have no doubt that we will make $4 million for this pitch. <laughs> well, seeing as that's that all we price. ask for. That's our price. That's all we ask for. What are you guys going to get with your million dollars? We each get a million dollars. We sell it for $4 million. We each get a million. I'll tell you what I'm going to get. Fair. I'm going to get a bunch of 3D printers. I particularly would like the 3D printers that use raw materials and metals and whatnot. And I'm going to create nice. Marvel superhero costumes for all of us to wear. What a nerd. Halloween. What, wear call me what you will, Landis. I'm also cool. going awesome. to use that money to buy a small warehouse to store all these and uh, yeah, I'll 3D print you guys whatever costume from the Marvel Universe you want. But they'll be they'll be strictly for Marvel costumes. Okay. Or or uh-huh. or if you print else one Batman cowl, it explodes. <laughs> uh, I like that. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll go. I, I think I know what I'm gonna do. In the movie, I really liked his little robot assistants that he had that were kind of helping him uh, when he was building Iron Man. And I really liked that he apparently programmed them to feel shame when they do a bad job. <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking of devoting my million to either hiring people, learning to do it, whatever combination of that, to build a robot with one solitary function, kind of like the uh, a fire extinguisher bot in this or the butter passing bot in Rick and Morty. Oh, um, nice. It'll just what do one thing that's kind of... What will it be? I was kind of thinking that it just shows up to pour wine perfectly. You know that little flick of the wrist that you have to do? <laughs> so you just kind Ooh, of... It goes... pour you wine. It'll pour... Yeah, it'll pour, That's it'll the pour me wine. Shit but I've it'll be heard. huge and complex. <laughs> what would you call it? Wino. There you wine. go. <laughs> there you go. The wine off. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's a good one, Brad. If you douse me again and I'm not on fire, I'm donating you to City College. So I've got mine. Uh, in the movie, sort of near the beginning, Obadiah brings uh, some pizza back from New York. He brings it to who? Brings it to Tony. Brings oh, yeah, it back. I remember to that Tony. scene. And uh, and what happens in that scene? He he, he claims. That it's and from they, New York. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so, what I want to do, and he also he also claims that it's just as fresh as it was when he got in in New York or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was on a private jet, so he really booked it. Right, exactly. <laughs> like he did so a Domino's delivery 30 minutes or less <laughs> to Tony's just, Malibu house. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do, I'm going to test that theory. I'm going to charter a jet to New York to get some pizza, fly it back here to me to the West Coast, and see if uh, it, it holds true if it's to Obadiah's claim that it is still fresh when it reaches me. 
That's cool. Uh, you could. Probably, I like that a lot. You'll have to do like the a whole scientific extravagant pizza delivery, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's just to confirm. You'll have to do it a few times. <laughs> Hello, Papa John's in Brooklyn. I have a million dollars. That's no, I like that. You could so you'll have to eat pizza in New York. Yeah, yeah. Get another one, fly it back, eat it there, and maybe even have one in a seat warmer. That, or like, <laughs> that's a good idea. Bring a warming yeah. thing that they have in pizza delivery. See if that helps. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Typical. I love it. I love it. I love it because it involves pizza. Delicious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good job, Marsh. That's a great one. Thank you. Uh, I get a million dollars too, right? Uh, is it in your contract? I can't remember. It might be. I'll have to check that again. Let's just assume that I do. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Uh, so as you may or may not know, the head of the Ten Rings organization goes by the name the Mandarin. And, I did not uh, know that. Well, he does. Is that true? It is. Yep. That's not it was, if you've seen the third Iron Man movie, remember he, they get an actor to play him? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Spoiler alerts. But yeah. They, well, they get an actor to play most parts so, yeah. of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that they didn't computer generate him. <laughs> right. So it really got me in the mood for Mandarin oranges. I'm going to buy a whole bunch. A million dollars, a million dollars worth of Mandarin oranges. Holy shit! Uh, would you, you be like sick of them? Calculations. What? If you've you done like them, yeah. Calculations? Yeah. So, uh, a can, <laughs> a few, a few <laughs> ounces of sliced dull Mandarin oranges is about a dollar. So <laughs> I'll be getting when about you buy a in bulk. <laughs> a million cans. cans of mandarin oranges. How worried are you about scurvy? Negative worried. <laughs> now he will be. Now. <laughs> Previously, pretty worried. A previous, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, but yeah, that's Landis's quite inventive to fight scurvy. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's pretty inventive, Landis. I am. I am Go. thoroughly disappointed. Oh. All right. No, I'm just kidding. That's oh. a good one. It should be extravagant. I don't know if dollar cans of mandarin oranges is extravagant, but as soon as you put a million in front of anything, it becomes <laughs> wildly extravagant. <laughs> You've done a good job. You all have done a good job. Pat yourself on the head, Landis. All right. Yeah. That's closing it out. I'm I'm starting to get the shakes again. I am about to keel over. I'm glad that we made it through this first season Yep. right at the buzzer. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> get under my covers and pass out. Um, I hope that I'll come back in season two feeling revitalized and refreshed. Look out for uh, short episodes in between just to give you a taste so you don't lose your flavor for Bit Party. Yeah, we're going to be launching some mini shorts. episodes and some other shorts and tidbits uh, to keep everybody in the Bit Party spirit. Uh, but... Wow, what a what a great season, guys! You you all made yeah. huge strides as as podcasters and as creative people. We we should give it up to Bren for coming up with this idea in the first place. It's quite a creative yeah. look at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Good guys. Job, Bren. It's been I'm really fun. glad you wanted to go on this adventure with me. It's been it's a lot been of fun. fun. And uh, I think I'm looking forward to. We're good at this. I think we've made some like good movies. 
I think we've made some I think good so movies. too. I agree. And we'll continue to do so uh, in the next season. Uh, Brent, for the last time in season one, you want to sign us off? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Thank you all for listening to our first season for Bit Party and the Cotta Brothers. I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Watch out for Saving Golmira coming to a theater near you. Thank you all so much for listening to Season 1 of Bit Party. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BitPartyPod. On Twitter, you can share your own Bit Part movie ideas and vote for which pitch you liked best. Let us know if you think we made the right choice or let a good movie slip through our fingers. If you'd like to send us an email, we're BitPartyPod at gmail.com. Season 1 may be over, but be on the lookout for some fresh content during the offseason, and regular episodes will be back this summer. Until then, we're the Cotta Brothers, and this has been Bit Party, our ode to the bit parts that stole our hearts.